The sound of disco music. It amplifies the laughter spread throughout the air. Vibrant lights shine on the new outfits worn by outgoing people there to have an extraordinary time. Be free, be themselves. The year is 1977, New York City, and Studio 54 is the lively new discotheque owned by Steve Rubell and Ian Strager. These business partners met in college and know how to explore new avenues like nobody else. Their beloved studio has caught fast attraction. Within their opening year, more and more money has spilled in. Rubel and Strager seek to gain higher appeal by remaining exclusive and filling the dance floor each night with well-known celebrities along with the talented company of entertainers. Studio 54 is considered a fresh renovation for rundown 8th Avenue on 5th and 4th Street in Manhattan. However, since opening and gaining more traction, it has introduced more secrets into the neighborhood itself ultimately corroding much of the renovation that has gone on. Each partner has a job. Steve Rubell focuses on being the studio's heart personality when interacting with partygoers. He befriends celebrities that come to visit the dance party each night, and he gives them, quote, party favors, which in actuality are illegal drug substances. Steve Rubell is the one gratified to experience the studio's atmosphere, whereas co-owner Ian is more behind the scenes, as he's the one to design these moments enjoyed by all the guests, including Rubell most of all. The one aspect that both owners remain unified in sharing, though, is the, quote, success that they have said has gone to their head. This is the state of mind which they claim to suit. All that they have done for the studio has come back to them, including all that once has been hidden from the bright spotlight. Their secrets are now shining in the broad daylight, unlike the club's shadowy mystique. Ever since opening night, Studio 54 has gotten coverage including many front pages from a series of well-known news outlets. There is a reason that the club goes down in history. Not only does this nightclub continue to impact pop culture, it does so through intended exposure. The allure of the studio is that it's everywhere all the time, but not everybody has access to it. It is open and exclusive for all those who can get in. This is a key factor that comes into play because the investigation that is going on now in 1978, many believe was sparked by Rubel saying, quote, that only the mafia made more money than the club brought in. 
This comment was suggesting that similar business was being conducted at the studio. Very criminal business. This comment only went as far, however, as getting the authorities' attention. Even though it made headlines, media coverage is not what has caused the studio's downfall. It is how the public responds that results in this spark catching fire. The public eye. It is like a magnifying glass. It focuses in on the club's popularity, and this has led many to resent it. Especially those who could not make it past the doorman into the shining gold doors which bring on excitement. By sharing less than harsh comments, it's useful to deter those who swarm. This is in order to attempt apparently keeping the club's atmosphere in sync with the people who attend. The owners had to deal with many people who hold resentment about the club's popularity. This has affected them and their business because these complaints had more people's attention fixated on the club's secrets. Once something is unique, the public has a way of taking it out of circulation by disparaging it and uncovering its secrets. So in reality, the investigation that is ongoing has really taken off ever since a past studio employee complained about treatment there, along with alleging to white-collar crime that has been witnessed. This account gave the authorities reasonable cause to obtain a feasible search warrant in order for the current investigation to begin. This tip concerning Studio 54 has basically been seen by the IRS and FBI as reasonable grounds to begin. On this day, December 15, 1978, Ian Strager experiences the brunt of the investigation when federal agents charge him with cocaine possession ultimately blowing the case wide open, where finance records, along with illegal substances, have been confiscated. On the contrary, owner Ian explains how he simply put down the work papers that he usually brings in each day. This is when and where the detective found a coincidental remnant of drugs merely lying next to his belongings. He explains this to suggest that the cocaine was left from a guest of the studio on the previous night. He does so in an attempt to avoid self-incrimination and therefore denies the indictment. Strager has now been arraigned before 
the court with a $50,000 personal bond to ensure that he goes to the next court hearing. As the case moves along, the authorities find that both the owner's income and tax write-offs are being wrongfully swept away and excluded from proper record. There is evidence suggesting that 80% of each owner's taken from the club is being skimmed, meaning that it is being pocketed without record in an attempt of not being caught. This can be seen as a crime of omission since they are not performing their proper legal duty. Currently, the Studio 54 owners, Steve Rubell and Ian Strager, are being charged with federal income tax evasion and are on their way to proceed into an important due process trial. In court, they both pled guilty to their charges of federal income tax. This had them cooperate on their criminal conspiracy with one another. The night before their arrest and send off to jail, owners Rubel and Schrager have thrown one final party for farewell. This is the end of the story where the curtain closes and the disco lights begin to dim, along with the bright and optimistic smiles that have once beamed across the passionate Studio 54 floor.